High FM, 101.9 megahertz of life. So we're going to move on and uh, we're going to move on to our next guest who has written a book as well. And, um, you know, I'm sure that Devin, if he has been listening to um, some of um, my conversation with Joe, I think a lot resonates in terms of challenges in life, um, making decisions to move forward because Devin um, uh, Bruff, who is our next guest and who is an author and a speaker and a coach, has just written a book called Get Over It, a guidebook to healing and transformation. And it's all around being stuck and how to get unstuck. So, um, Devin, are you there? Welcome, welcome. Nikki, that last interview was so phenomenal. And I just resonated with so many points that he picked up. But thank you so much for having me on your show. Oh, Devin, it's great to have you on the show. You know, as you heard Joe's challenge of being diagnosed with testicular cancer at the age of 37 and how his life changed, you know, from being this person who couldn't communicate and share his feelings, how he now has a podcast where that's exactly what he does. He reaches out. So you yourself have had challenges because very often that's what shapes us, right? It's the dark times. It's the challenges. Um, and then we emerge. We hope, please God, we emerge um, shifted, changed, altered, whatever it is in some positive way. You have had a very challenging childhood, becoming an adult, uh, pushing every boundary, kind of um, crossing barriers and being exposed to things that many people would be very terrified um, to be exposed to. And here you are on the other side of that. So Devon, for our, our listeners, just tell us a little bit about the, the Devon. I mean, we see the Devon now, um, and but the Devon of, of your past, the Devon who hit the low point, um, who had to make changes. So I was born into a family of overachievers. My mother had an orgel band in the 70s and early 80s called Clout. They were one of oh South Africa's biggest <laughs> <laughs> I'll be your first. I'm not a very good singer, but so I, I was born oh, into I a family where there, there was just so much achievement. My mother had toured over a hundred countries. They'd sold 16 million albums. My grandfather was a scratch golfer, a Springbok rugby player. Oh, uh, he was a, a renowned obstetrician uh, who pioneered a specific procedure. He rented a fleet of airplanes to the Air Force. So my limiting belief was that if I was going to be deserving of love, I had to be wealthy. And I had these huge shoes that I felt I had to step into. So my biggest fear, especially as an early adult, I had a crippling fear of being inadequate and not living up to the standard that my family had set. There was no pressure from them, but the pressure came from within myself and through my own narrative, which is really important. So in order to compensate and not feel inadequate, I would be manipulative, divisive, and dishonest because the only important thing to me was that I won at all costs. Because if I'm winning, then I can't feel inadequate. And for me, the trade-off was guilt and shame. And the greater the guilt and shame anchored itself to my identity, the more I began to hate the person that I was. So my own self-talk was super destructive. I was my own worst enemy. I couldn't drive in a car or sit at home without the TV or the radio blaring just because my thoughts were super destructive. I labeled myself an addict, a failure, because alcohol and drugs had become my only reprieve and the escape to get away from the one person I couldn't get away from 
which is myself. So throughout my 20s, it was just a destructive crippling cycle of drinking and using, which brought on more behavior to feel guilty and shameful of. So the guilt and shame created this disempowering cycle where I just felt stuck. You know, I'm listening to you and I, you know, this is what a person sounds like who has been through and kind of deconstructed everything, right? So you know the why, you know the where, you know all of you identify all of that. So there's kind of clarity there and it's still a whole lot of mushy stuff. And there are people who are listening right now who are going, wow, you've really been able to look back and identify and see it. But when you're in it, it's not like that, right, Devin? You you can't see the wood for the trees. So we're, we're going to take a break. And after the break, let's just talk about how you manage to, yeah, pull it apart, to disentangle yourself from this craziness, from these self-limiting beliefs that you had, these stories, these narratives, which were shaping your life. Like, how did you get to see it all? So let's take a quick break. And, and that's where we'll head. IFM 101.9 megahertz of life. And you're listening to the DL Link Show on 101.9 Chai FM. I'm Nikki Seberini and I have Devin Bruff um, on the show. Um, and he has just written this book, Get Over It, O-V-A. And it documents the story of his harrowing journey, which began to go horribly awry at the tender age of 15, um, when he accepted a dare to down a bottle of tequila. And what ensued was a blur of alcoholism, addiction, two suicide attempts, 18 warrants of arrest, being set up for check fraud and living with three Russian prostitutes. In the space of a few years, his life had spiraled into one that would inevitably end prematurely. And so, you know, I just, Devin, I wanted to read that out because I, I really wanted our listeners to get a sense of when you talk about, you know, how it was that you were living that life, the, the internal dialogue that was going on, but really where you were. So, just before the break, I said to you that when you're in it, you can't see it. You're just reacting, and that's your story. How how did you, with where you were, with all of this, how did you manage to disentangle yourself and see the wood for the trees? Awareness is 90% of the journey of transformation, healing, and growth, because you can't fix what you can't see. And for many years, I was walking around with blinkers over my eyes, and I could see the behavior, but I didn't understand where it was coming from. So I had no awareness of the thoughts and feelings that were driving my actions and behavior. For me, going to rehab, spending four months in an inpatient treatment facility where I lived with 50 other alcoholics and addicts, I could now see the behaviors. I could start to unpack and understand what I'd been running away from. And I think for all of your listeners, We've got situations that have happened in our life, past pain, past trauma, and we don't want to face the pain. It takes tremendous courage to dig up a situation from the past, an event or an experience, to deal with maybe childhood trauma of abuse, betrayal, rejection, abandonment, even disapproval. Maybe it's from parents, maybe from a, from a past romantic partner. But the four months that I spent in an inpatient treatment center, I was forced for the first time in my life 
to stop running and to face the pain. And I like the analogy of an acorn. If you take an acorn and you press it into the fertile soil and you bury it in darkness, it begins to grow and it comes back the size of an oak tree. The same way if we repress our feelings, if we're constantly running away from the stuff that we need to deal with the most, it comes back even bigger, even more aggressive, and even more angry than before. So the first start for me was the awareness I got from treatment and also reading books. Books throughout my entire journey saved me so many times along the way. Every time I had a relapse and felt like an absolute failure, I'd pick up a book like the, the gratitude effect or the power of intention. And after reading a book, I'd feel more inspired, more empowered, and just hearing shared stories. Your, your past guest touched on it. We all share this beautiful human experience and we are never alone in what we go through. Wow, Devin. So going into rehab, working on yourself, awaking to this. Okay. This, as you said, this is the issue. Let me work on it. You started on this journey. So how did that lead you to where you are now? Um, you say you read lots of books. You said you've worked on yourself. So you have very specific ways of dealing with things, which is obviously why you've, why you've written the book. But, but the journey for you is it, is it, you know, you've reached the point. It's still on the journey, still working it, just giving us a sense of the journey that you've been on. I don't believe that the journey ever stops. Throughout various stages of life, we are going to have past patterns that come back up. We're going to have new patterns that form. We're going to have old subconscious beliefs. We're going to have new limiting beliefs that pop up. So healing is not linear. We have good seasons. We have bad seasons. And I think for as long as we are breathing, we are going to face problems. We're going to face pain, obstacles, and challenges because as humans, that is how we grow. Uh, I like the analogy of a grape hanging on a vine and that grape could get sold as a table grape where its value is much lower, or it could be sold as a bottle of wine at a much higher value. But in order for the grape to become wine, it has to be pressed. It has to be picked. It has to be fermented. And as humans, under pressure, when we feel like we are being stretched, pressed, buried, and stretched to the maximum of our ability, that is where we grow character. And one thing that I learned with absolute certainty is the more vulnerable we are, the more we connect with other human beings. So the more I started to share my story, the more I started to share the mess that mess started becoming a message. And I could see how my own experience in life, especially the darkest times, became the light for somebody else who was still suffering. So the more I started sharing my story on social media, the more I started forming deep human connections with others who were still stuck. And that is really where the journey took me. I didn't wake up one day and say, hey, I'm going to write a book. I just, I really wanted to optimize how I was going to use this mess as a message because I really do believe for every single person, every listener, our ultimate purpose is to serve. And it's to serve others in whatever way that means for you, whether it's sharing your story, whether it's uh, showing up with excellence in your career, whether it's in your family, we all have this God-given purpose to serve others through the experiences that we've been through. Mm. So the book, Get Over It, OVA, it's a guidebook to healing and transformation. Tell us about this title. I love it. Get over it. Get over what? And then we'll, then we'll break down the OVA. What do you, what, what do we have to get over? 
So the OVA is spelled O-V-A because it's the three pillars upon which I built my own transformation and my own healing. So the, the subplot is going from an alcoholic addict. I was about two and a half million rand in debt. And in my first four years coming out of rehab, I built a business in the luxury property space that had done a billion rand of turnover. And I said, there's nothing special about me. I'm good with people. I'm a good connector, but I never went to varsity. I was never particularly good at any subject in high school. I was a C and D kind of student, actually more D and E student. So it's not that I have these amazing talents. And if you follow a simple step-by-step process and a blueprint, any person can get unstuck in any area of life. And the process that I put together that I used in my own life was pillar one, ownership taking massive 100% responsibility, not just for where you are today, but for your past. And that means dealing with emotions that keep you stuck, anger, resentment, guilt, and shame, that when we attach that to our identity, we walk around feeling like we're undeserving, unworthy, and not enough. And I'm sure you'll know that if you feel like you're undeserving, unworthy, and not enough, how can you craft a big vision for your life? How can you show up with excellence if you fundamentally feel that you don't deserve it. So ownership is that first pillar. The second pillar is crafting a massive vision, the V of the over method. And a lot of people feel stuck because they're not putting in a destination on their own GPS. A GPS is useless unless it knows where, where you need to be. So a lot of people, it's like being on the ocean of life with no sails and no rudder. So the boat is just bobbing up and down and maybe you're the best in your specific career, but because you don't have goals, because you don't have a vision of where you want to be, you feel like you're stagnating and you feel like you're stuck. So crafting this vision can get you excited and inspired. You don't need to look for inspiration outside of yourself when you've got a vision that aligns with your purpose and taps into that energy. And the last, the A of the over method, this is really where rubber meets the road and that's taking action. And there's a beautiful statistic 10% will, 90% won't. And for you, me, and all of your listeners, we've got to decide, do we want to be part of the 10% of people who don't just have ideas, but where we actually take action and implement them? And it's a great time of year because a lot of people by now have fallen off the wagon with their New Year's resolutions. And everybody knows that action is really where discipline, courage, that is where you really get tested. And that's where character is born. Hmm, fantastic. Thanks for that, Devin. So get over it. Um, and I want to go to that ownership part of it because it goes back to, as I said, the mess that you're in and you don't even know that you lost in the narrative or the story or what you're identifying with. So you, you started off and you spoke about your childhood. You spoke about this mother of incredible in her achievements and your grandfather and all of that. And you said that there was this feeling of being inadequate. So, You've broken it all down. Um, you know, you, re- you realize that this is where it comes from. So I think a lot of us can look at the external world and say, I am this because of them. I am this because of my circumstances. I am this. Therefore, um, I behave this way. I make these choices. So, and we're going to take a quick break, Devin, but after the break, maybe we can just talk to the ownership when it comes to that. Is, are you, and how does that work? How do you, how do you take ownership of, you know, you had this feeling of being inadequate? Because 
because of your circumstances. You did say it wasn't their fault. It was the way you internalized it. But people taking ownership of hardship, of things that have set them back, how do they do that? That's the question we're going to be asking after the break. Stay with us. Hi FM, 101.9 megahertz of life. Is the DL Link Show on High FM. I have Devin Bruff, who is an author, speaker, and coach on the show. He's so inspiring. He's written this book, Get Over It. It's a guidebook to healing and transformation. Um, Devin's got a beautiful story, and um, I'm so grateful, and I love that he's put all of these insights um, into a book for you, really. Um, as he said, it's a blueprint to make your way through the world um, and get through the hardships and, uh, yeah, kind of get over it and create to life for yourself. So, so Devin, just before the break, I said, how do you take ownership of something you didn't have any control over, yet it has impacted your life and you think you are who you are today because of it? I really love this question. And the absolute truth is that when we're children, we have no control over what happens in the outside world. We don't have control whether one of our parents leaves, whether our parents have a divorce, whether we're raised in a single parent household, whether there is abuse or maybe alcoholism uh, in a family member that's close to us. But as an adult, you have 100% responsibility to reframe your perspective and the meaning that you've attached to that event. So perspective is everything. You can get uh, two twins, well, a set of twins that get raised by an alcoholic father. One grows up to become an alcoholic and blames his father. The other grows up to become a massive breakthrough success and says, how could I not be? Look at my father. So two people can have the same experience, but their interpretation, their perception, and the meaning they attach is completely different. And when we talk about blaming and excuses, you can either break free and have a breakthrough or you can hold on to your excuses. And sometimes it's comfortable holding on to your excuses. It's easier to point the finger to blame and complain than to say, wow, it's actually all up to me. Because if you truly understand and believe that you are the only person standing in your own way of achieving success and a breakthrough, then how can you not take action and do something about it? And I think what we've got to understand is your own brain works against you. Your brain's primary purpose is to keep you safe. And that means keeping you in stuff that's familiar because anything unfamiliar, you don't know whether it's safe or unsafe. So for a lot of people, if all they've ever known is misery and depression, then your brain does not want to take you to a, to a space where you're going to feel content and happy because we become addicted both on a chemical level, but we become addicted to feelings from the past and your brain constantly wants to take you back that way, which is why the journey of growth and healing it's difficult. It requires effort. It takes courage to uh, dig up parts of your story that you've buried for so long, but it's so, so worth it. But that is the reason why so many people stay stuck is they just would rather move on autopilot through life than make the effort of looking at their stuff. And just secondly, one escape is relationships. Some people get into relationships because it's easier to look at your partner's stuff. It's easier to call them out than it is for you to look at your stuff for you. So looking in the mirror um, and not looking in the mirror to kind of fix, but looking in the mirror deep within and to see what's there, right? And to be brave That's enough true. to see what, what comes up. So the own ownership, 
the vision and the action. Um, in this book, Devin, you break everything down. Um, would you say that if someone reads this book, you've, you know, they'll, they'll be able to apply what you have applied and will be able to move forward? Is that, was that your idea when writing it? Absolutely. And in any area of life. So life is made up of so many areas. Sometimes we, we get stuck on fixating on career or a romantic partner. But if you think of your life, you've got your career, your finances, your family, your friends, your hobbies, your romantic partner, your growth, your spiritual side of you. And in any of those areas, you can feel stuck and stagnate. And I've written the book in a way that in any area you can apply ownership, vision, and action. So wherever you feel stuck, taking ownership for the fact that you are stuck, looking at why you may be stuck, what are the un- underlying reasons for that? Then crafting a vision of where you want to be in that area and then connecting the dots by taking massive action, which connects you from where you are to where you want to be. And I've written it in such a simple way that if you've never read a book in your life before, which I know is not the listeners on your show, <laughs> but the first chapter is three pages. The second chapter is three pages. And I build up so that I really wanted to reach the people who up to now have not had access to the tools and there are tools all around us. And I just, my deepest desire is for someone to wake up and to experience living life on purpose where they feel a sense of progress, success, self-love, love for what they do, love for others and love for themselves. That is my deepest purpose is to just share that with others. Ah, oh, and please God, you are so successful in that area, Devon. Really, this world will be a much better place. So very quickly before we say goodbye, where can people uh, get, get over it? <laughs> so get over it is available in every major bookstore. And, um, I, I post videos and content every single day on my Instagram, which is just my name, Devon Bruff. And like, I love interacting with people and people actually sharing their stories, just creating the soul tribe where people can hold each other accountable and share the journey of their growth. Awesome, Devin. Thank you so much. Thanks for writing the book. Thank you for joining us. All the very best. May you, you know, impact so many people. Um, it's really been great chatting. Thank you. Keep well. Thank you. Devin Bruff, author, speaker, and coach. And the book is called Get Over It, O-V-A.